Schedulicity has done it once again. They, uh, uh, in addition to their $5,000 a month grant that they give to a barber or to a hairstylist, um, they just, uh, they just made it so it's uh, a little bit easier to make some money. Yeah. I mean, they uh, came out with a credit card processing uh, payment system called Schedulicity Pays. It's pretty exciting, right? I mean, like they're offering it, uh, they're offering credit card processing for 1.99% or 10 cents a, a swipe, but... And what's cool about that is that they'll get, even give you a uh, free uh, card reader. That's unheard of, right? Because I know I paid like a bunch of money for mine. Yeah. You know? So they're going to give it to you free and then only charge you 1.99% per- with... Uh, 10 cent a swipe fee, right? Yeah, you can't beat that. You can't beat that at all. Um, and also what's really cool too is it works within your Schedule City app, so you don't even have to leave the app or use a different um, like app outside of outside of the, uh, you know, the, the, the already app, right? Yeah, you just stay in one platform. That's can't it. get easier than that either. I'm like, <laughs> I know, right? And you can uh, manage all your uh, all your papers right through there, right? Yeah, all your inventory and everything. It, you know, all major credit cards are accepted. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And the best part, which is also what makes Schedulicity incredible, is their their customer service, or as I like to be called, the rock stars. The rock stars. So you still have the love, same. Love the rock stars. The rock stars are are the difference makers in this company, as far as I'm concerned. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, and so you still get that uh, that that same service with them. Um, so I mean, literally getting paid just got a little bit better. Yeah. And then for uh, more information, just visit schedulicitycares.com to find out uh, more information on getting paid. Schedulicity cares. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey. Of course, sitting with my, well, actually, I'm not sitting with my best friend. So, uh, unfortunately, um, Tony isn't able to make it today. So, uh, so we have a, a special surprise guest. It's our, it's our dear friend, Katie May, who, um, who is a part of the hair industry team. And, um, she, she basically keeps us, uh, keeps us alive, um, for different events and stuff. Um, I try. (laughs) You're the best, man. So, uh, so Katie's joining us today and, um, we also have a, 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 a re-guest, right? Yes. Well, my first <laughs> guest. <laughs> your first? No, well, not your first. Well, I don't know what number. Okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. So, um, <laughs> so, so today we're actually, uh, we're talking to someone that we talked to last year, like 2018 mm-hmm. at Philly Premiere, and uh, we got great response to, um, to her podcast. So we want to kind of bring her back, and um, she's been up to so much this year. I can't wait to get into it because... Uh, She's completely changed her life, and she's going to tell us how she did it, why she did it, and uh, and, and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm excited to pick her brain a little bit. I am, too. Yeah. She's got so much information. Um, and uh, um, if you follow her or uh, if you follow pretty much any of the hair, um, the hair, uh, like the Facebook pages and stuff, she's always chiming in with, uh, with her expertise. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited and honored to have her as an expert for us on uh, this podcast. So today our guest is uh, Elaine Travis, and uh, you'll remember Elaine's uh, uh, crazy podcast that we did last year mm-hmm. with her daughter. Um, her daughter was, uh, we just kind of pulled her in. She wasn't even prepared. Just and it was awesome. It was, it was kind of cool, right? Yeah. That's awesome. All right, so uh, let's get into it. Miss Elaine Travis, welcome back to your day off. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm excited to have Katie here. You have a great radio voice or podcast voice. You should be on here more often, but I I do miss Tony's handsome face. So (laughs) tell him I said hello. I one of those boards that covers my face. Stick stick with Tony's picture. (laughs) That would be awesome. (laughs) That would be so funny, man. So, uh, so I am so excited to be back. The last time I spoke with you guys was the first premiere show in Philadelphia, and uh-huh. it was an honor and a pleasure to be part of a hair industry podcast. I had been following you guys and listening, you know, on my morning walks, and um, was so excited to be a guest on the podcast. And like you said, you guys, you know, welcomed my daughter and brought her in for a spontaneous. Um, sidekick. And at the time, you know, you guys asked what she was doing. And she said that she was not sure whether she wanted to enter into the industry and was kind of, you know, just getting out of college, just figuring life out. And I was always educating as a side business because I've trained so many colorists myself for my salon. And I've Mm -hmm. gotten so good at compressing all of the information and speed training people where, you know, I can take someone from right out of beauty school, get them behind a chair in my salon. And in the first year they're doing $50,000 behind the chair because I'm like taking all the cliff notes of everything and saying, this is what you need in the salon. You know, Mm -hmm. you're not getting into all the fluff and the finger waves and the, all the other stuff that you rarely use. It's, it's hardcore behind the chair stuff. So, um, I started to really love, of the education even more than seeing my guests behind the chair than managing my salon. So I'm a journaler. I wrote my book and, and I've always been a journaler. So I have tons and tons of journals and the same theme in every single one of them is I just want to live where it's warm every day. I just want to live near the beach. And I'm like, I, I see this stack of journals and I'm like, You've been writing this for ten to fifteen years. Like you clearly just have to be not clear, just to be mind. clear, you're from like Philly, right? So like I'm from know, Philly, so and I've had enough suck. Philly winters mm, to yeah. know <laughs> that this is not what I want. So, but then you you have the enormity of your decision of what about my children? What about my business? What about my staff? What about my clients? You know, we tend to put everybody else's needs above and before our own always, mm-hmm. but. In the end, well, I don't want to jump ahead because I'm ADD, but when you do make that decision that you're dying to make and you can look back on it even a few months, you realize how little it really affected anyone else. Mm. It's so powerful to see the aftermath of the decision. You know, of course, when you first make a big decision, like walking away from 33 years standing behind a chair, walking away from owning a salon for 30 years, the staff that was with me up until I stepped away at the end of the year, were with me from the day that I opened my second location, 17 years. Like wow. they're family, you know what I mean? It says a lot so, about you. Yeah, no doubt. It does, but it, it also gave me the guilt even more because I think, oh, sure. wow, these people have stuck with me through everything, every change that I had ever instituted. I rebranded. I, I've done so many changes and they trusted every single step. So- for the salon owners out there, you know, when you go to sell a salon, wow, is that an education? You know, it's yeah. you're selling 
the trust that that staff is going to buy into that new owner and not automatically everybody let's bail who we don't know this person, they're going to make changes. You know, people automatically assume that big changes are coming. So it was very difficult to find the right person. I had a few offers come along, but I had that pit in my stomach. I've always known I had really what, what, good intuition. What, what was it? What do you mean you had offers come along? What does that mean? To, to purchase the salon. I was right. ready. I was ready to move. And I'm like, all right, I need to go. But this is a thriving, wonderful business. And mm-hmm. someone can come in here and just turn the lights on and it's turnkey. But I think because I'm so honest and so fair that I made the, the transition for that person seem too good to be true. Right. You know, for lack of a better word, like people were like, I don't get it. You know, why are you leaving? And I'm like, you know, when you know you're ready for another step. And the education mm-hmm. just kept pecking at me. There were so many people that needed that hair color education that's not being given to the extent that I'm choosing to give it. You know, right. I'm, I'm coaching, I'm giving life coaching, color coaching, business co- It's like a, a bundle so when, of experience. When did you initially get into education? I've been doing it as a side hustle for seven years. Okay. Um, I started with the book and then everybody said, I want more. And then I started to travel and go into salons and it's hard to get everybody together on their day off or to come in early or whatever. And stylists don't want to sit through that product knowledge class that we used to have back in the day where Mm -hmm. they pull out their flip chart and they talk Mm -hmm. about the lavender essence of the hair color. (laughs) Like, I don't care what it smells like. I don't care what the extracts are. I want to know, does it cover gray? How many minutes? And is it going to, you know, be fade resistant and not fade brassy? So I just kept seeing that and I was like, there's definitely a need. And for what I had to put into every new hire, I thought there has to be a way to record this so I don't have to talk about Tony's voice. I mean, when you're teaching and you're standing in front of people for hours saying the same thing over and over again, along comes this online education world. And I was like, like, wow, this is it. I can finally do this full time because I don't have to keep getting on an airplane traveling to a salon with maybe 10 people. I was one to five, then I was one to 10, then it was one to 200, then I would do the hair shows and it was one to 300. Well, now it's one to the world. The entire globe Mm. can tune into this education and it's amazing. So, you know, I was like, I can't hold back anymore and I can't keep doing Groundhog Day. Every day in the salon for me, the last five years, was Groundhog Day. Put the touch up on, set the timer, ask the client if she wants a cup of coffee. I was like, <laughs> my energy was so just stuck and I could right. feel the, the air in the salon. When you're the leader of a business, your energy trickles down, whether you like it or not. So if you're having a crap day or if you're not into it, all of a sudden everybody you know, is moody that day. Like you can just right. feel the tension. Mm-hmm. So I kept seeing that happen and I thought I'm the only one that's feeling this way and I'm bringing everybody down and I'm not the kind of salon owner that can step away from behind the chair and just be the numbers person. I hate math. I always Mm -hmm. have. And that was never my passion. So I thought if I just step away and let somebody else run it, that's not going to fill me up. That's not going to be, you know, my passion. So and I'm like an all or nothing person. So when I decided to step away, it was walk away from behind the chair, walk away from owning the salon, 
then, by the way, sell your house that you've lived in for 25 years oh and pick up and move to another state with no job. So <laughs> I had to burn the boat. I had to get rid of all the safety net in order to go all in for this education. That's my personality. Doing, you know, so did you, three, so, three things okay. I want to do one thing really, really well. Okay, so back to the salon. So did you sell the salon? Well, what happened was you guys in our first interview, we were kind of talking to Bryn and telling her how great our, Bryn is my daughter, for those of you that missed that. Uh, she was running a yoga studio and she had, you know, 20 plus employees. And she kept saying, I don't know, mom, I don't know. You know, the, the salon business is your passion. That's not my passion. And I said, but you are an entrepreneur and business is business. And you're going to run this salon completely differently than I have because I'm in the trenches with everyone. I want to be their friend. I have to work alongside of them. So I'm not going to run it by percentages and profit and loss and all those businessy things that I've always avoided. I succeeded in spite of myself because <laughs> I was so passionate that it ended up working. But a lot of people can't balance the money part and the passion part. So is Bryn, so, more, is her passion more the numbers, like the opposite? She's of, so the opposite of me, you know, yeah. completely opposite. She's all about, you know, how did the day go? Are we busy, you know, getting butts in chairs, doing social mm -hmm. media and average, she's doing Facebook ads really well. She is up like 40%. Her numbers are up 40% more than when I was there behind the chair generating over $150,000 myself. So oh she lost wow. my entire income and is up. So I'm like, look at what you did. You know, at first she was hesitating getting involved because she said, this is your baby. I don't want to just step in. And so, so, so did you sell the salon to her or did she just she, take yep, over the it's, management it's of it? totally hers. She's the new proud owner of Lux Color Lounge and doing a great job. Wow. And just, you know, thriving in it because she can she can look at it differently. And I think it's all part of, I'm sure you've heard of the E-Myth. And I knew all the principles of the E-Myth in, you know, most salon owners, unfortunately, when they open a salon, they treat it as I get to keep all the money that I do behind the chair. Mm -hmm. You know, they buy themselves job security. They know For they sure. can't be fired. So, right. and then it's, oh, my girlfriend's coming with me. We're all leaving the salon together. And isn't that so fun? We're going to play together in my house, you know? <laughs> and then all of a sudden these bills are coming in and it's a business and it's not so fun anymore. And then they get burned out because they're trying to do the businessy part and the hair part and the recruiting and the training. And I could go on and on. So sure. it's a lot. Wow. So, um, it's making my head hurt I, I all just the kinda, things you're talking about i, I kind of wish bren was on because i kind of want to what was that 40 percent? like what was that shift that she, that she did or what did well that... think about it elaine even said herself that she was getting a burnout you know right. i was burned out uninspired i wasn't right. hiring any new people i wasn't bringing i mean I any new I, energy in i wasn't pointing the finger at elaine i was well, kind of pointing the finger. You, you better <laughs> not point the finger at me i was trying to point the finger at bren and what she's doing right i mean a 40 percent uh a 40 percent pickup in, in 10 months is, is, is amazing amazing yeah. especially because you know we had talked right before we um started recording about how the industry has shifted so much into um solo suites and it's really changed a lot and mm -hmm. solo suites are coming to our area where the salon is and at first i was concerned because you know with me anytime 
you know, somebody didn't work out or there was any kind of um, turnover in the salon, I could always jump in, roll up my sleeves and have at it. And she's not a hairdresser. So that was a little bit of a concern for her. Um, but the difference is I wasn't always in hiring mode and she is, she can sit down and speak with people and bring in new associates and set up training programs. We're doing a new experiment where when she brings in a new colorist, I'm training them like this on zoom. So without even meeting them in person, I said, I want to see how fast I can get them bumping behind the chair without even meeting me in person. I want to show the power of virtual training where they'll have, you know, a doll head and a stand and I'll have a doll head and a stand and we'll do the class just like I'm standing. And it's, it's really a good thing because I was a smacker when I teach people, (laughs) I would smack their hand. It was like an impulsive Tourette's kind of thing. And I'm like, I'm going to get in trouble one of these days for the smacking, but these silly habits that people get into certain movements that they do when they're foiling, you know, they'll they'll write to me and they'll say, I want to be a faster foiler. And I'll say, let me see you foil. Like, let me look and see what you're doing. And I'll watch them for like two seconds. I'm like, Oh, this, this, and this, you need to stop doing. So when they did it in person, I would just keep smacking their hand every time they did it. (laughs) So the virtual is better for my, I don't need an attorney if I do it um, virtually, but yeah, I'm very passionate about my Virtual is good for her jail sentence. (laughs) My jail sentence, yes. Keeps me out of jail. Oh, that's 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 pretty cool. And that and that sh- that's a huge benefit to both of you, then, right? Because you get to work on your uh, on your online teaching, and she gets a she gets a killer colorist that's uh, that's getting to learn on. And have exactly. you done with her? Have you done like multiple people? What do you, you mean? Tra- have you trained multiple people at one time? So maybe you know the, you're talking to two people. Um, it's possible, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, in the landscape of the industry, you know, out of I would say 15 applicants, um, yeah. only three actually show up for the interview on time, on the day they're supposed to come. Boy, and then mm-hmm. out of those three, there may be only one that you're even interested in having do a shadow day. And by the time the shadow day is finished, there's nobody being hired because right. we hire slow and fire fast. That's always right. been, you know, the, the, the running joke, um, for me, when I was in charge was they started calling me Trump because his show was you're fired. Right. And I was like, I know within two weeks, whether you have it or not, like you right. have those, yeah. you know, innate, you know, gut check where you're like, this girl's not going to cut it or this guy, like you, you can see the lack of passion and the lack of focus. And mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time and invest a lot of energy in my new hires, especially my colorists. and. I can say with 100% certainty that anyone who's been trained by me, if they're still doing hair, they own their own salon. And that's the only reason they left me. You know, people stayed with me because I was so passionate about training people. And anybody that's no longer employed by that company are no longer hairdressers. I was like, if you can't make it here, you're not going to make it, period, because (laughs) I'm doing everything for and with you. Um, but it was that they just didn't have the passion and I can't inject that into you. You know, right. you can yeah. teach anybody how to do anything, but when it comes to the client relationship and that people feel whether you're passionate or not about what right. you're doing, they can just feel it. So 
Yeah, that was the biggest hurdle. So as she grows, we like to grow slowly because the other thing that happens is some salons will hire five new hires at the same time and talk about giving the backroom bitch session session some fuel, throw mm-hmm. five newbies into a business at the same time and they will kill each other. It's like putting those betta fish in a bowl with each other. They right. bang into yeah. each other. So there's not enough new business in any salon to feed five brand new people. So we right. always bring them in one at a time. And then we also have, I keep saying we, it's an old habit, but she has a level system. So there's never any issue. If Katie were to call right now and say, hi, I'm brand new. You know, I've never been there before. The person who answers the phone would say, you know, what are you accustomed to paying for a haircut? And if they said, um, you know, $50, we would put them with our um, stylist that's the closest to that price point. So then you don't have all that bickering of who got what client. You let the client choose their level of experience and their price. So we've never had an issue with that, which has been amazing. And, you know, we really empower our stylists to do their own marketing for themselves. Like one of my biggest peeves, and I'm sure you were talking about how I interject on all these forums I'm so tired of people saying, I'm so slow, you know, my owner this and my boss that. I'm like, you're a business within a business. You're your own brand. So if you're slow, you're not into it. I was, I never had a slow day because I would get off my ass, go to the local Starbucks and start walking up to people and say, do you have an hour lunch? Let's go do your (laughs) hair. I'll do it free. You know, like, there's ways of getting people into your chair. I think that's so foreign to, and I don't want to generalize, but to like the up and coming um, sure. stylists, they rely on Instagram and social media so much that I think they don't understand or they maybe take for granted what that actual touch does for someone. 100%. Like mm-hmm. just walking up to somebody and talking to someone about their hair. I mean, anytime, you know, you just compliment someone. I know you guys see it or you, you see it all the time if you compliment someone on their hair or the way they look, it just makes them feel so good. So if you as a stylist are walking up to somebody and you're like, you know what? I really like your cut. I would love to put some highlights or do this or whatever for your color to make it like a 10. I mean, that would make someone feel so awesome. Yeah. And I don't think that it's, it's hard to understand that until you do it a couple of times, I think. And it's like, you know, it's that fear of rejection. Right? Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. It's, it's not, it's seeing it as rejection before you even get into it. That's as so true. To like, um, right. You know, right, as true. opposed to like a relationship. So, okay, Elaine, let's back up a little bit because we kind of slid through. So, uh, you said you wanted to go someplace warm. Where the hell are you? <laughs> I am in St. Pete Beach, Florida, which the summer has given a whole new uh, definition to warm. <laughs> this is our first very long summer. It starts about the end of May, and it's just now getting to the point where the humidity has backed off a little bit. So the summer was... You um, better not be true, bitching true about test. the heat. <laughs> I'm not. And I said that to my husband. I said, I, you will never hear me say I'm too hot. I, I want it to be less hot. I always complained about the cold. I hate the cold. So yeah, we've been... We've really made a great transition. Uh, we... It's just the two of us. My son goes to the University of Tampa. So that's kind of why St. Pete, you know, people say, why St. Pete? Well, we started out coming to visit him and I was jealous of this amazing weather that he had and it it ticked all of my boxes. You know, I wanted to be able to walk to the beach. That was a huge thing. So California was always the plan, but I could not afford to live somewhere that I could walk to the beach in California. I would have to work until I was 98. 
<laughs> so I didn't want to do that. You know, I'm starting a whole new business at 52 years old. So I didn't want that kind of pressure and being married, we were just married 28 years last week. And thank you. That's, that's been a very high achievement. Uh, anyone who's married knows that can be the hardest <laughs> job you'll ever have. Um, I'm hitting five but, next year and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. So, you know, he talk about trust, you know, we fear is always this big, scary monster. Everybody tells themselves a story of, you know, I hate the word can't when I say to somebody, you know, I was in line for my morning coffee. I go for a walk every morning on the beach and I go get my coffee at the same place. And this couple was in front of me and they said, oh my gosh, you live here. That's so great. Like we want to, we want to move here too. And I, and I looked at them and they were right around my age. And I said, so what are you waiting for? Well, we have parents that are still alive. I said, I have four that are still alive, my husband's and my own. Well, my, my one parent isn't, you know, in good health. Okay. Me too. My dad has Alzheimer's. But I'm like, you can't keep live, living for other people. If you're unhappy, just because, you know, I'm a two-hour flight from anyone that I want to see. And it's the same as me driving to New York for the day when I lived in PA. You can be where you want to be in two hours. And for the amount of time, if I kept a running calendar of how often I physically in person saw my loved ones, it's, <laughs> I'm going to see them just as much flying, you know, right. them coming here or me going there. So I think it's this, this just big giant fear of the what ifs. And, you know, they gave me 8 million excuses. And then the last one that the guy said, I said, listen, dude, you're not a tree. If you come here and it doesn't work out, you go back. What, yeah, no doubt. what did you lose? You know, like everybody's so caught up in the big, scary, hairy, audacious, oh my gosh, what about this and what about that? And it's all okay. Look at Bryn. She's doing 40% better than I did. You know, she just bought her first car. She's had the same car Aww. since she was 16. She just bought a car by herself. And she's like, oh my God, I'm a big girl. I had to go get a title and tags. And you know, <laughs> so by listen, by us living where she lived and being that helicopter parent, we weren't doing her any favors. She's thriving with us. People said, oh my gosh, you're leaving your daughter and you're going to another state. I'm like, she's going to be 26 next month. I was right. married, had a kid and had a business by then. Like she's not in diapers. Right. She's got this, you know? So I don't know. I'm just the type of person, just take the leap and figure it the hell out. And, and that's always the way I've been. And people just say, how do you do it? I'm like, yeah, do it. Stop effing talking about it. I'm sick of hearing you talk. About it. I was sick of hearing myself, honestly. When you get on your own nerves, you know it's time to take the leap. <laughs> time to take the leap. That's it, right? <laughs> um, what, so did you do anything like, how did you set your business up so you could leave it? I mean, was it, was there stuff that you did 10 years ago, five years ago, or two months ago, or two months before you left to kind of like set it up so the business was ready for you to move on? Is that a fair question? It is a fair question. And um, because I did not find the right person to come along that knew the salon business or was a hairstylist, I knew that no one on my staff wanted it because we had had those conversations before. So of course, I would have wanted one of them to take it ideally if it wasn't Bryn. Um, but when that was not an option and I wasn't thinking of Bryn, it was important to me that the person coming in was going to maintain the culture, the same pay structure. I didn't want them being shook. I wanted their world to 
day the same or better than how I left it. So the first step was hiring a new me because I had a really strong book. I've been coloring hair for 33 years. So I had to make sure that the right person was brought in to be the mini me and have the clients be confident in their skills. So are you nervous about your staff, like trusting in this new person that you were going to be putting yes. in place? Yes. I feel that like that's was- something I would be worried about. Yeah. And it didn't matter who it was. It was nothing yeah. personal against right. her, but I'm, I'm a control freak to begin with, but <laughs> she was that. so, <laughs> she was so open and yeah. so grateful for the opportunity. I mean, what colorist doesn't want to walk into a full jam packed sure. book? You know, that's amazing. But there's also the, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to do it the way that she did it? Right. So talk about speed training, three months we spent her and I together wow. and I just opened up her head and just poured everything into <laughs> so, it. So Elaine, where'd you find her? Um, she went to high school with my daughter. So it was uh-huh. kind of like the universal, amazing, you know, synchronicity right. because Bryn knew about her. She knew that she was a hairstylist and she was in a corporate environment where, you know, she felt busy. She was like, oh, I'm doing great. I'm so busy. And then now we put her paycheck from where she was next to her paycheck in Brin Salon and it's mm-hmm. tripled, you know, wow. and so she was when you said busy. she was in a corporate, so when you said she was in a corporate, um, I don't know how you worded it. Was it a corporate salon? So she was a hairdresser working for like a corporate salon, corporate salon in a gym. It's like a new concept where they're opening these big gyms all oh, over and they're kind right. of putting a salon in, but they don't know the salon industry. So it's very corporately run as far as the commission structure and the growth. There's not really a whole lot of room to really thrive. It's kind of like they'll put someone in and, and think, oh, it's a captive audience. Everybody's just going to show up in your chair. So that she was it. kind of doing the churn and burn with like people coming, checking it out, and then having a new person, a new person. So I was Shit, like, I wish Elaine called me. I would have taken over her, her book. Right? Man, come on now. Right? I know. So then I'd have ma- to live in Philly. Yes. <laughs> we're, in, we're in the burbs though we're in the burbs in LA. it's beautiful so yeah she was am- she is amazing and she just I have to say to share with people listening the biggest thing in the transition was when she was training with me and she was the new face in the salon most people would go in and put their head down and be that awkward. I'm the new kid. Don't look at me. I don't want you to see how scared I am. She walked around and had her head held high and walked up to every single person in that building, not just the client in my chair, any person she came into contact with. Hi, my name's Jess. Big, giant, teethy, beautiful smile shook their hand, eye contact. So nice to meet you. I'm new here. I'm taking Elaine's place and I'm so excited to be here. And that hands down, whether she could cover their gray or not, or mix a formula or do anything, people connect it with her right away. And I've never seen anything like that. And I've trained countless people. I've never seen anybody slide in and make their presence so comfortable and so known that the clients, when I visit, like I'm going back at Christmas and I'll do like one day appearance with, you know, Mm -hmm. a couple people that I did for years and clients are like, Oh, what are you doing here? Oh, Jess, by the way, I'm like, (laughs) and, and on that note, you know, that, that really we're joking, but it really did hurt. You know, I, 
didn't make this transition as soon as I wanted to because I was worried about my clients. I was worried about my staff. I was worried about abandoning everyone. I haven't, I've heard from two people since I left. It's been eight months, two people. And I reached out to my faves. I was like, Hey, just reaching out, checking in. Hope all is well. You know, I'm doing great in Florida. Right. They said, who are you? Think about me. No, they did not respond. What? Oh my God. So these are women that I went in early. I shaved their head when they had cancer at midnight. So nobody would see them. Like these are the people. And this is, I'm not saying this for anybody to feel sorry for me. I'm saying it to stop your excuses and stop saying I can't because I can't because, because nobody at the end of the day, nobody really gives a shit. They just want their hair colored. You know, I I would love to say that it was all about me, but it was not about me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I built a great business and they felt comfortable coming there, but it got to the point where I was so good at teaching people that it didn't matter whose hands were above their head. They knew Elaine created that formula. Elaine taught her and I trust it. Yeah. Wow. So it, I, I, everyone's replaceable. You know, we all think that, oh, I'm so, you know, I love these um, stylists. They're like, I have a three month waiting list. I'm fabulous, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, if you have a three month waiting list, you're not charging enough and you're not running your business properly. But waiting lists don't impress me. That just tells me you're so far in it on that hamster wheel. You can't even come up for air to realize that you can do it better. Yeah. Mm. So I'm a different animal. I just, I'm, I'm kind of a tough love person. But when I coach people, by the end of the day, like I had a girl that I did a Zoom call. And just, I can't, yeah, I, I, I virtually smacked her. She was like, I can't do this and I can't do that. And I said, you're going to get, she was outside talking to me on her phone. And I said, you're going to walk it back into that salon. And the rest of today, you are going to raise every single client that you do by $3 and you're not going to talk about it. You're not going to apologize for it. You're not going to send them an email. You're not going to text them, put a freaking poster on your mirror. All that bullshit is done. You're going to walk in there. You're going to do their hair. And when they say, how much do I owe you? You're going to make, if it was 58, then make it $3 more. Like whatever that is, it's $3 Mm -hmm. more. And when they say, which they won't, if they said, oh, last time it was, you say, Yes, it was. I gave myself a raise because I deserve it. And, you know, it's a new year and I'm taking lots of education and I, you know, this is my new price. Like, don't, you know, we all get like, oh, I'm so sorry. My cat needs surgery. Like nobody cares. And no supermarket does that. No, you know, no other bit. Like I go to a doctor and I get a ginormous copay. I don't say, oh my gosh, you raised that. You didn't tell me. We're, it is what the, it is. We are the, we are the only in, industry that I can think only. of that asks for permission to, to raise our prices. You know, it, it's yeah. so crazy. Like, like I've been it's almost, like saying, am I good enough? Yep. Kind of it is, you right? know, and like it, it is, it, it is weird. And I do like, I do, you know, for Elaine, if somebody questions it, you know, go, okay, well this one time, you know, we'll do it at the old price. But like you said, you're talking about two people out of a hundred or three people. Out it's of so true. And I did it actually. We're in Corey and I, Antonia are in a studio, you know, our own suites and, I raised my prices and was sweating bullets the entire day that first day. And I did put up a little sign. I will say that, but it was like off to the side. And you know, I just virtually <laughs> smacked you right on the top of your head. <laughs> but literally I had one person Yep. like, Oh, did you raise your prices? And I was like, yeah, I did. I, um, you know, my cat was sick. I think think I was just like, you know, um, product price went up and my rent went up and yeah, but stop that. Don't do that. 
don't do that. I don't know exactly what I said, but I definitely made a couple excuses and then she was okay with it. But I, you know, it was literally one person over the next like six weeks. It was only one person. Always. And, And really like, um, a lot of coaches, have the complete opposite thing. Like, um, yeah. you were just saying like, Oh, this time I'll honor, you know, I'm, I'm no bullshit. I'm just like, no, it's up right now. This is when it's happening. Right. Like there's no parade coming. This is it. But I've done it. You know, trust me, I've been doing this. I own a salon for 30 years. So I put the little uh-huh. you know, thing on the mirror, like as effective November 1st, <laughs> there will be a slight increase because the product costs going up and nobody gives a shit. And you're putting a billboard in front of their face and they're sitting there stewing the entire time they're having their hair done, if they care. Mm-hmm. And if they don't care, it's blocking them from doing this. You read the class? Right. Yeah. Was this the whole time? <laughs> so if your price increase thing uh, interrupts their, you know, blowing their little Kardashian lips up in the mirror, then they're annoyed by that. So. I've done it all the different ways, sending a letter back in the carrier pigeon days. And when I opened my salon at 22 years old, um, you know, sending a letter to warn them a month ahead or whatever, doing the email, doing the conversation. And the best way ever is just do it. I raise my prices and real quick, I know you're trying to talk and I never shut up, but (laughs) the the way that prices end, this is a big thing that I learned and it's so psychologically crazy that it does work. When prices end in zero in five, people remember and notice. So for example, if your haircut's 50 and you go to 55, you're going to get a lot of backlash. If you go from 50 to 54, 50 to 56, anything but zero and five, whether it be three, four, six, seven, whatever the ending is, psychologically, they don't notice. And ever since I learned that and have done that, it's been, um, I haven't heard a word from people. That's a great takeaway. Yeah. You know, I was just going to mention that um, on the, uh, on like the poster that you put on the mirror. Now what you've done is you've, you've created that conversation for the next 12 weeks. Right? And you have to say like, it over and yeah. over. Just like when you go on vacation, they're like, how was your vacation? You want to pull up your phone and show a two-minute video of the highlight reel because <laughs> right, right. you're so tired of telling people, oh, the weather is great. We went, uh, and it's like, oh, my God, if I have to tell the story one more time. So, yeah, it does. It just creates that unnecessary tension. And for what? You know, they're either going to yeah. pay it or they're not. And guess right. what? I have had people leave me for $3 and talk about being tough love. I am right in your face with that too. Like when someone's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm not going to be able to see you anymore because you raised your prices. I'm like, listen, if you need to leave me for $3, then peace out because mm-hmm. $3 to me, that's, that's insulting. You know what I mean? Like $3, you should not even notice that in any way, shape or form. And you should care that I need to create a life for myself and my family and I need to make a living, you know? These are the same women that slap a handbag on the counter that's $2,000 and then you're going to talk to me about a $3 increase? Your handbag costs more than my car. I'm not going to talk about $3 with you. So you get a little grit, you know, when you're in it as long as me. And it's easy for me to say, be brave, take the leap. But I've always done it. I opened my salon at 22 with no help. I had to get zoning on the space and it was a school of hard knocks and it's a great school. I love it. You learn a lot. You get caught up along the way, but that's where your gems and your lessons come from is figuring it the hell out. And everything is figure outable. Everything. Like we have, you know, the world at our fingertips with these phones. It's like Mm -hmm. you can launch a freaking missile to the moon from your 
<laughs> so there's no excuse. I mean, any question, you know, Siri, how do I open yeah. a salon? Yeah. So Elaine, you're a hundred percent into the, uh, into the online education now. Is that, is that, is that what you're doing? I am. I mean, I still, of course, love the interaction of a live event. You know, I saw you guys at premiere this year. I'm actually doing Chicago, which I'm very excited about. I have tortured the Chicago people <laughs> to let me in. Which, which show I, is that? I'm like a gnat. I always say I'm like a gnat. I never go away until I get what I want. Um, it's the ABS Chicago show. It's okay. been, been a big bucket March list right? item. Yep, it's April yeah. this year. Um, okay. But I've tried to get in there for literally seven years and finally, um, you know, having the opportunity to be there. So I'm very excited about that. And I also am excited. I talk a lot in my coffee chats on Facebook and, you know, to anyone who will listen, my life was completely changed in the best way possible by meeting my now life coach. And I took her life coach training. Bryn took her life coach training. So I think Part of the reason that Bryn is up 40% is the life coach training. You know, it teaches that. you the relationship part of behind the chair. You know, everybody's going to another hair painting class, another balayage class, and it, they, they spend so much time on the technical part. And I'm happy to help anybody with the technical part because it is important. But if I can't have that conversation about that $3 with a smile on my face and confidence, and, you know, the interaction with how to deal with a, a, a client who's difficult, how to deal with a coworker that you don't get along with. Those tools all came from life coaching. So my life coach reached out to me and she said, I love what you're doing for the hair color part of it. And she said, I see how much you've gotten out of the life coaching part. So why don't we have an event where we bring the two worlds together? the technical and the mind and relationship part of it, the psychology of behind the chair. So I'm beyond excited about that. We're trying to get an event together quickly because we would like to do it in the end of February in California, beautiful Newport Beach, California. And it's going to be a two-day event. We're still working on the name because we want to make sure that people understand that it's not a hair show. You know, if people are coming for right. the mm, 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 and the smoke and the naked guys with the oil, like that's not coming ever. Um, it's more, you know, what I did and what I continue to do to be successful as both a colorist, a business owner, a wife, a mother, like it encompasses your entire world as you know it. Your relationships mm -hmm. completely Change, That's really you know? cool. I love that and idea. You know what? That is being talked about more and more in the industry. It's not just about, you know, your technical ability. It's how you actually interact with people and how you take care of your clients or how you, you know, I mean, because hello, you are a, you know, therapist behind the chair. <laughs> like you need exactly. to be able to communicate. Yeah, it's so exactly. important. I love that. I, and it's not just about taking care of your clients, but it's taking care of yourself. So you, then yeah. you can, you know, it, it, it's, it's taking care of yourself so you can work in service. Absolutely. I would love to share something that happened recently that really I think will be impactful for your listeners. Um, you know, I, as a coach and a mentor, I'm always telling people, you know, raise your prices. Don't be afraid, you know, give yourself a raise. You're worth it. All that stuff. And that that's become, you know, the buzzword, like everybody gets a trophy, but I practice what I preach. So when I do do hair, which is not often because I normally just do models for my content, 
but someone reached out recently and her daughter is here at University of Tampa and she, the mother, is a distant cousin of my husband. So she reached out and you have that personal connection. Mm -hmm. She said, I would love for you to do my daughter's hair, you know, would that be okay? And I said, oh, sure, yeah, I can do that. And we did the back and forth about the where, the when, the how. And I spent four hours, this girl's hair was a mess, her color, and it was a four-hour corrective service. So I came home and I was exhausted. And, and I had to drive 45 minutes each way to use a space because mm. I'm not in a salon. So I came home and I said to my husband, now this is where it gets shitty. You know, she's a distant cousin of yours. So I know she most likely expects this to be either A, free, which that's not happening, mm -hmm. or really reasonable because, oh, she loves it. You know, mm -hmm. it'll just be like a hundred bucks or whatever. So I said, if this were a client in the salon, I have started to charge hourly for corrective work. Because if you, yeah. as you know, all the different steps that you did, if you did it a la carte, the way that you normally would on the menu, everybody would be $1,200. So I said, you know, I go by $100 an hour because my root retouch is $98. So I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, $100 an hour, four hours. This should be $400. She's a college student. Her mom is your distant cousin. Like, I can't do that. And here's the can't that I hate so much, right? So here right. I am backpedaling the way everyone does saying, well, I really can't do that. So, you know, 350, oh, that still sounds like a lot. So let me do 300. And my husband, you know, got the big eyes and he's like, you know what? You're right. Like you can't teach people to do that if you're not going to do it yourself. So the mother reached out through messenger on Facebook and said, oh my gosh, her hair looks amazing. What do I owe you? I'm going to PayPal or Venmo or whatever she wanted to do. And I took a deep breath and I typed <laughs> 300 and I said, you know, no rush. I am sure that, and here's where Katie, to your point, oh, you know, oh, you start making it. I was like, <laughs> um, you know, I'm sure you did not expect it to take four hours, but it was a pretty complicated corrective situation. However, on the, on the positive note, she will not have to do anything for an entire year. You know, she was yeah. good right. to go. So here I was justifying it because I knew, and here's where the life coaching comes in. I'm like, I knew that number was going to knock her back off her chair. I knew she was not expecting it. So I, I tried to soften it, but I didn't apologize. I tried to explain, you know, why. Right, right, right. So right, right. she writes back, um, oh my gosh, wow. I was, no, I was not expecting that. And, you know, good for you if you can charge this. Like she kind of came at me a little bit. And this is where the coaching comes in. My husband's sitting next to me. He's like, well, say that, you know, you get that whole <laughs> combative back and forth. And we all do it. We all, and especially through texting, I think things can be taken sure. so differently through sure. a text. 100%. So I'm really careful how I answer. So I, I, you know, tapped into my coaching powers and I said, okay, she's upset. That's okay. It's, you know, it's understandable. And I said, um, she said, uh, oh, our, our hairstylist charges $75 to do her hair. And the old me pre-coached wanted to say, that's why her hair took four <laughs> hours to fix, right? That's what you're thinking. Right. And that's what you normally would say. You would be like, well, that's why, you know, you see it on the Facebook <laughs> forums. People are like back and forth and back and forth. Right. And I'm like, oh, so I did not do that. And I just said, um, how did I end it with her? I can't remember what I did. And my husband said, 
how did you just hold back? And I said, because of life coaching, because I understand what the bottom line is. There's a thing called a hijack and we've all experienced it. And it's your initial reaction to anything, something someone says, something someone does, whatever the situation, your, your pulse quickens, you get that little bit of hot, sweaty, like, oh my mm -hmm. gosh, you're fired up and you immediately fire back. You don't take a breath and think about what you want to say. So it's that impulsive reaction. And then every reaction, every action has a reaction. So everything that you then do just keeps putting more fire, fuel on the fire and just keeps making it worse and worse and worse. So if you just get quiet and sit back and let them calm down, by the end of our back and forth um, messages, not only did she pay me the 300, the next day she tipped me. And I didn't expect that because oh, I, wow. it, it was just me, you know, I did it on my right. own and I really didn't expect it. And I thought, you know what, this shit works. Like it's unreal how you can spin a situation and not being um, underhanded about it. It's just letting that person have their little rant and vent, but not mm -hmm. fueling it anymore. And it's, it's a habit. Now it happens naturally. And my husband's like, wow, you're like a coaching ninja now. Mm -hmm. Like it just <laughs> happens because That's I awesome. say, I say to my coach, I'm like, it's kind of an unfair advantage to deal with me right now because having these tools, I feel like Superman, like I have mm -hmm. this cape of knowing how to communicate so well that I can diffuse almost any situation and have the person really realizing that they're being unreasonable without me telling them that they figure it out on their own. That's so that's so what this event is going to be you. about. That's amazing. It's Elaine, amazing. So, I need your coach's information. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, you need Elaine's information. Elaine's yeah, no, you need to come to this event seriously because it's going to be, you know, I'm going to tie it into the client hair color part of it. And uh -huh. she's going to teach the, you know, think about a world in the beauty industry where there's no more backroom bitching. Think about that. Like mm, my culture, yeah. the reason these women stayed with me for 17 years is I do not tolerate. Remember, I am the fire person. I'm get out. Like, yeah. you want to sit there and be like, nye, 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 nye. like, who's winning? Nobody's winning. First of all, why are you sitting there? Mm -hmm. If you're sitting there, it's because you're not busy and you're not busy because you have a bad attitude. So leave because you're bringing us all yeah. down and you're making everybody else not want to be here. So well, you're totally culture is everything. Like you're diffusing your, uh, diffusing the conversation there. Miss, uh, miss fire them quick. Well, you can't, you can't teach someone how to do these, um, these methods and these tools, if they're a negative Nelly, like sure. I, I won't deal, like I'll say, I want to help you. And I, there's something I talk about a lot and it's being an asshole. I don't know if we got into that last time we <laughs> talked, but that really fires me up, especially in the Facebook groups. Like I'm there to help and I will give advice. Someone will say, you know, this client has a level five and she wants to be this and da, 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 da. And the famous picture of, what is this formula? And they'll put the picture up and you're like, well, what does the hair look like? You know, what's, what are you starting with? Right. So I'll walk them through step one, step two, step three. I mean, down to the brand exactly that I would use the timing, the everything. And then the next day I check in and I say, Hey, how did that go? And she'll say, Oh, it didn't go real well. And I'll say, well, tell me what you did. And it's the complete opposite of what I said. Sure. So I'm like, okay, she's an asshole. I'm done with her. So <laughs> uh, I will help you if you're willing to be open to the new information. Because right. if you're not busy and you're not successful, I was, you know, generating 
I was earning six figures behind the chair working three days a week. And that was just me. That wasn't as a salon owner. That was me being a colorist who understands how to price, you know, what techniques to do, how to do my schedule. And I want to share that with people. And I'm not a snake oil salesman. I'm not asking you to do anything I don't do myself. So right. if you're going to be an asshole, then you're not my student. So yeah, it is a contradiction to, to that. But there's some people that just aren't willing to learn something new. And it's sad, but they're going to be stuck forever. So how, do, how, do, how, how would one get in touch with you for either your, 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 your coaching or your, your, your uh, what are we calling it? You know, either coaching from color or, you know, the personal coaching. Um, my website is expert color solutions with an S.com and it has all of my online offerings. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a retreat here in February. I have two, only two spots left. I don't know when this is airing, but I have two spots left for that and just getting in touch with me and, you know, having me help you. I have a beginner course called hair color simplified where it's mm-hmm. like all the meat for hair color formulation and all that. And then I have, the membership hair color secrets insiders where people want more of me, more coaching, more handholding, more being taken through it um, as a group. So I love that. something for everyone. That's awesome. That's so Elaine, cool. thank you so much for all your little bits and the information that you have. You have so much to give to the industry and I can't wait for us to talk to you again. I feel like we could talk to you probably 20 more times and learn something different every time. Yeah, no doubt. I would love that. I would love to talk yeah. to you 20 more times. You guys are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time you'll get a word in, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I doubt it. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> never happening. <laughs> That's never going to happen. Um, Elaine, once again, we're just such big fans of you. And, and, and like Katie was saying, um, everything that you have to offer the industry and, and just a, a million thank yous, really. And honestly. And congratulations. Yeah, yeah, no Thank doubt. you. Thank you. It's been, it's been a great leap and uh, I'm loving my new life. So everyone has a chance at that. Trust me. That's awesome. <laughs> Miss Elaine Travis, thank you very, very much for joining us on Your Day Off. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. Peace and hair grease.